It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, you just heard it there in the Sports Center update. NFL legend Dick Butkus, one of the greatest linebackers of all time. He has passed away at 80 years old. Ian, I know you had some interaction with him. Uh, Amber, uh, good to be with you again as always. Hope you had a great weekend. And, and uh, now we're on to Thursday. So, yeah, we're, it feels like a Monday for us because we are preempted since Monday. But, yeah, I mean. Baseball. Co- Who does baseball think it is? You know, <laughs> preempting Amber us, and Ian. Right. <laughs> Dick Buckus, when I was a young producer coming up uh, and booking guests, was he would always take the phone call and always gracious with his time. And he was an icon. I mean, you're talking about you know the the all '60s decade team, the all '70s decade team, the 75th anniversary All NFL team, the 100th anniversary All NFL team. The man as a linebacker had 22 ints as a linebacker. 22 interceptions. Wild. Eight straight Pro Bowls. And anytime you called him, what time do you need me? How long? I can make that work. I mean, just so gracious with his time as a living legend. So, uh, yeah, it, it breaks my heart. Uh, but he had a, as the hockey guys would say, going with Matt Lack in the Canadian Open right there, right? I mean, as the hockey guys would say, he had one hell of a shift. And at 80, with everything that he went through, putting his body on, on the line so many times, especially back then, right, where there, there wasn't concussion protocol. and you, you didn't, Team docs are going, put a Band-Aid on it, get back out there. You know? And it really, some teams didn't even have really team doctors unless you had to go to the hospital. It was, uh, he had a legendary career, and it, there's, there's certain guys that are immortal, and there's certain guys that are legends, right? And he he is one of those those football immortals where he's on a whole nother plane, not just on the football field, but it, with his generosity off the field and you know, acting career. I mean, he was in so many great movies and TV shows as either cameos or you know sustained roles. I mean, he lived life and and so gracious with his time, Amber. Um, man, Bears legend, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Dick Buckus passing away at the age of 80 and he will rest in peace yeah nfl legend bears legend and an nfl legend alike the butkus family said that he passed away in his sleep they thank everybody for their prayers and for their support the bears released a statement saying that dick was the ultimate bear one of the greatest players in nfl history he was chicago's son He joined the Bears in 1965 after being a standout at the University of Illinois. Chicago was his hometown team, and he got to live out his dreams there as one of the greatest Chicago Bears ever in franchise history. The Chicago Bears are playing tonight. I imagine that we will get a moment of silence before the game for Dick Butkus. They are playing the Washington Commanders tonight, so they are in Washington. That is our Thursday night football game. There are two quarterbacks that will be in this game, Sam Howell and Justin Fields. So let's start discussing this game with those two guys. Ian, if you're starting a franchise, and I'm only giving you two choices, 
And I'm not giving you Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'm giving you Sam Howell, and I'm giving you Justin Fields. I can't go off the it. radar. Nope. I, I can't go option C. Yeah. Look, I'm a Justin Fields guy. I covered him a lot at Ohio State. Um, and I, I just think the system right now uh, has, has scarred him. And when you go back to week two where he held the ball for nearly five seconds, not once but twice, once in a season, that's sacrilege, right? Twice in, in, in the same half? In the NFL, where you normally get two point, if you get two point seven seconds to throw the football as an NFL quarterback, that's plenty of time. And he's holding it for nearly double that. I mean, that's 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 unheard of. But the ability is there. And I, I look at Chase Claypool no longer being with the team, right, and all the turmoil surrounding this particular squad. If you're going to give me one or the other, and this is not a shot at Sam Howell, the pride of UNC. I'm still going to go with the immense talent that I saw in Justin Fields. I mean, because you put him in the right system with the right coaching staff, this man will be successful. So, And, and he's a leader of men. Guys gravitate to him. So sometimes guys get broken. And like, look at Jim Plunkett back, way back in the day, right, with the Patriots and goes to the Raiders with another opportunity and goes to multiple Super Bowls and winning Lombardis, right? You look at, at Steve Young. Tampa Bay, right, coming over from the USFL, and then goes to Tampa, and it's broken. It's awful. And now he's in Canton. Now, I'm not saying Justin Fields is going to be in Canton by any stretch, but, I mean, if they can't figure it out in Chicago, somebody will because the talent, Amber, is there. I will take Justin Fields over Sam Howell. Sam Howell has a better quarterback record. His team is sitting at 2-2 two and two on the season. However, I'm with you. That, for me, it is the guy sitting at 0-4 on the season right now. It is Justin Fields. And the reason for that is because of that talent factor that you mentioned. It's no knock on Sam Howell. I just think the ceiling is so much higher for Justin Fields. And even this season, it has been an absolute dumpster fire around Justin Fields. And I have my questions about Matt Eberflus as a coach and that entire coaching staff because they have not let Justin Fields play like Justin Fields. I don't know why they're taking the run out of Justin Fields. I don't understand some of the decisions there that feel like coaching decisions. And we saw Justin Fields at one point step in hot water because he kind of put the onus on his coach, which is never a good look publicly for a quarterback to do. But all of that aside, when you pull the numbers just for this season versus Sam Howell's numbers, Justin Fields' numbers are still a little bit better. And that is with all of the dumpster fire around Justin Fields. So I think with Justin Fields, if he was in a better situation with less drama, and boy, drama is the name of the game for that Chicago team this season. Oh he my was gosh, a, yes. you know, I mean, it's been unbelievable because they weren't supposed to be a good team. And yet... You can be a not good team. Like you can be a team where the expectations aren't anything and but be still competitive. not have the drama. Be competitive. Yeah. You know, because the expectations weren't anything. So the drama really shouldn't be that high, you know? However, this team hasn't been competitive in any way. It's been a mess. Justin Fields himself has looked like a mess a lot of this season and uncomfortable in that system. And none of it's gone well. No one's handled things the right way there in Chicago. But it's that pure talent, those moments that we have seen from Fields, particularly last season, where we know that talent lies. I feel like a better system, a better situation. If I'm starting a franchise, I'm still going with the ceiling that I think is ultimately higher, which is Justin Fields. Yeah, and look, and again, you take this in for a grain of salt because it was the Denver Broncos. And the Broncos are an absolute mess on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. Uh, 
I mean, he was, what, 28 of 35, over 300 yards, four touchdowns, had the one pick. That was the best we've seen of Justin Fields this year. And again, it was against the Denver Broncos, where they blew a lead and ended up losing 31 to 28. They've lost 14 straight games, Amber, over the last two years. Do you know how hard it is to lose 14 consecutive games Even if over the course of two different seasons? With all the changeover you have with the NFL draft in free agency and OTAs and mini camps, right? I mean, and to come out and lose 14 straight. It's been nearly a year since they've won a football game. Mentally, how hard and how much does that weigh on you? I mean, I can't even fathom. So coming in on a short week, I mean, to hell with it. You know, I mean, if, if, you, if you're the Bears... You're just letting it all hang out. I mean, and if you're Washington, you're right there in the mix for the as far as a wild card spot through the first quarter of the season, which is also amazing that we are already into week five of the of, of the NFL season and coming into week six of the college football season, which is nauseating considering we wait 180 days to get to this glorious time of year, and we're already a quarter into both of those great, glorious campaigns. Time flies when you're having oh, fun. Man. Be a part of Amber and Ian Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. So we will see Bears Commanders kick off in just about an hour from now. Ian has some advice. Bet till your hands bleed. Everybody's going with the over in this game. 44 and a half is the total between the Bears and the Washington Commanders. Give me the other way. I'm, I'm going to be the contrarian. Buy it up to 45. Give me the under in tonight's tilt between the Bears and the Washington Commanders. I root with Vegas. Vegas needs the under. Therefore, my fat butt Amber Wilson is rolling with Vegas. Give me the under. 45. Buy it up. Hopefully, we cash a ticket. Coming up next year on Amber and Ian. Jonathan Taylor is back with the Indianapolis Colts. Can the Colts actually win the AFC South? That's next. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So it's a good day for the Indianapolis Colts because Jonathan Taylor is officially back 
with the Colts, and he's back at practice. It seems like things are chummy there between the Colts and Jonathan Taylor once again. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So this is a, 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 these two reuniting, right? The team and the player reuniting without the contract, without the trade actually ever happening when the Colts gave him permission to seek a trade without peaches and cream without peaches, right? Without rainbows and butterflies, <laughs> without anything Sunshine actually changing all that here right. other than Jonathan Taylor's health. Like he's back with the team because he's healthy. Nothing actually has changed. And yet there was something that felt different about it at practice today, which was surprising to a lot of people, Ian. Well, I thought it would have been surprising if he was still, you know, distant. And remember when he, during training camp and two a days, he was had the hoodie on and was not talking to anybody. Was not even talking to his teammates and kind of just meandering around the field. That was it. I mean, a, a complete malcontent. And now, you know, he, he's back to being JT, the guy we saw at Wisconsin, the guy we saw as the NFL's leading rusher, the guy we saw as one of the NFL's best running backs. I mean, he is a fun-loving guy to be around most of the time. When I covered him in Wisconsin, he was awesome. I mean, just awesome. And we saw that guy, you know, overcome his, his fumbleitis early on in his career to go on again to be one of the best running backs in the National Football League. If he would have been that same malcontent, that to me would have been news. Now he's got to be the ultimate teammate, which he has been. And his teammates understand that, he wanted a long-term contract. He wanted that that security. Well, he didn't get it, and he also did not get the trade. So he went on the pup list, which now he can come back after four games. He's had two full days of full-go practice. I expect him to be out there on Sunday for the Colts, balling out because he, he, he looks to be in phenomenal shape. I mean, the guy is a – he takes a lot of pride in his craft. I mean, he does. Going back to, again, the guy that we saw at Wisconsin. If he would have come in pouty, that would have been news to me. This is the guy I expected to see. We did see. And he's going to go in and give everything he's got. Because also, Amber, film does not lie. And if you want at that long-term contract as a running back, quarterback, guard, center, Wide out, tight end. I don't care what position you play. The eye in the sky does not lie. And this man is going to go and give everything he's got when he has the ball, when he's catching the ball, or in pass pro. Why? Because he wants a long-term contract. I guess in this running back market, that's not a given no matter how hard you ball out and what you put on that film, frankly. In 2023, JT has not practiced or played for the Colts since December. That was when he re-injured that right ankle. He was placed on IR. He missed the final three games of the season for Indianapolis last season. We know it has been a long road back, but it's the drama Outside of the injury, it's the contract dispute. It's the state of the running back market. It's whether he was going to actually have a future here with Indianapolis that has been the discussion as it surrounds Jonathan Taylor. Here is the Colts running back in his presser today being asked about that contract situation. 
I'm not here to get into any contract things. Those were over the course of this offseason, but the season is here. We got the Tennessee Titans on the clock. Do you want to be a club? Oh, listen, like I said, I'm here right now, and my number one thing is to take care of my teammates. Um, a lot of people worry about what I want, what I want. doesn't matter what necessarily I want. What matters is what this team needs, what this team wants, what this city wants, and what this city needs. And what this city needs is a championship. And, and while I'm here, that's what I'm going to work my tail off to do. That's what I work my tail off to get the opportunity to do. He went on to say, I don't think it matters if I'm saying I'm committed or not because I'm here. If somebody wasn't committed, they wouldn't be here. And right now I'm here. And my number one goal is to attack this first practice. It's been over 290 days. It was an 11 minute press conference. He gave you nothing. When it comes to the future, he gave you nothing. When it comes to the contract, he didn't give us any of the juicy stuff that we actually wanted. But yeah, what he did him. give us. That's behind him. All that well, stuff is behind not. him. It's behind it's him and, and in front of him, him at the end. Yeah, but. All that stuff, he, he, he's not going to talk about what, what didn't happen, right? The trade or the long-term contract. He's in the moment. All that guy cares about right now is the next practice. The next, when's our next lift, right? I mean, when, when's our next film session? We got the Titans at home? Okay, let's go. All of that contract stuff, he'll discuss that at the end of the season. Right now, all of that, that's, that's in the rearview mirror. Now, he that man... The, the guy that I knew at Wisconsin and the man we've seen at, at Indy, and I, haven't, I mean, I, I haven't talked to the guy in, in, in years. I'm not pretending that I, I know the guy. I just know the man that I covered in college and I've seen in the pros. That dude is going to give you everything he's got and then some beginning Sunday, October 8th, 1 o'clock Eastern against a division rival in the Tennessee Titans. So I don't know, nor have I ever had an interaction with Jonathan Taylor, but I actually did find myself surprised that he seemed so happy when he rejoined the cult. And the reason for that was because of how, first of all, you mentioned the drama in training camp and him being anything but happy, right? That did surprise me. Right. And then him being powerful. So I saw it from him before. And then since that time, nothing has actually changed. The only thing that changed is technically, you could argue, got worse. Where the cult said, sure, go seek a trade. And then seemingly were unwilling to actually accept any trade offers. Because it it stands to reason that they probably got interest for Jonathan freaking Taylor, right? And yet... There is no trade. So it seems like whatever their asking price was, was probably outlandish. And if I'm Jonathan Taylor, I'm probably not thrilled about that because I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. You won't pay me more. You won't give me the extension I think I deserve. And also you won't let anybody else do it. And you won't let anybody else trade for me. And so I thought that if he was disgruntled at training camp, he's going to still be disgruntled. If he was disgruntled all the days in between, then he's going to still be disgruntled when he comes off the pup list. And yet he took a very different approach this time. And maybe in part because the Colts are actually okay in a way that's surprising people on the field. I mean, Anthony Richardson looks like he could be the quarterback of the future there. It ain't flawless, but it's better than a lot of people expected it to be out of the gate for a quarterback that everybody said was not NFL ready and had so little starting experience even at a power five. The Colts are sitting atop that division in the AFC South, and that division is wide open because the Jags don't seem nearly as good as everybody thought. Maybe the Texans are better than we expected them to be. The Titans, eh. Yeah, but here, the Colts here, could win this thing. Let me pose this question to you. Like Dame Lillard wanted to go to Miami, but he didn't have control, right? So he ends up with the Milwaukee Bucks and, and Giannis. professional athletes, you you don't necessarily always control your own fate unless you have a no-trade clause. 
So what is the positive for Jonathan Taylor to come in and be pouty and not professional? There is no positive. The difference is with Damian Lillard, that man did not need to sign that extension. Like the truth is with Damian Lillard, if you didn't want to be in Portland, you didn't need to sign the extension. You signed it because you wanted the money. And so therefore you gave up the control and that gave the trailblazers all the control and they exercised their control. Now they exercised their control by sending you to the number one seed from this past season in a championship contending team. That was their air quotes exercising the control, but you don't get to live in Miami. You have got, to live in Milwaukee. Be, they got a better offer. I mean, they, they, the team well, got I, more. I, but I, but I, the, the point is, Jonathan Taylor, what is the positive of not being a pro? Because it, with JT, it's not like he signed an extension and then on the back end wanted a trade. Like, yes, he's under contract, but this is the problem with NFL players. There is no means at running back to try to change the market unless you put your foot down, unless you cause all the disruption, right? Unless you make life difficult for everybody. And so it's good that he's showing up now and he's playing ball, but you saw it with Saquon. Once Saquon showed up and then he's like, okay, let's do this. And now he's injured again. And now he's not going to meet any of those bonuses that got put in that contract this season for the Giants. He's not going to meet any of that stuff that was supposed to be helpful for him because he ended up agreeing to a contract outside of the tag, right? That's the sort of thing that ends up happening to running backs. And I don't know how you change it without making an absolute mess. And none of these guys are willing to make an absolute mess because at the end of the day, they also want to show up and they want to get paid. And nobody can blame them for that. So I imagine Jonathan Taylor is going to ball out while he's doing that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Let's talk about NFL Week 5. It is here. I don't know how we're already here, Ian, but we are already here. So let's bring in some help a quarter away through the NFL season with all things NFL. ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannebaum joining us. And Mike, thanks as always for your time. Bears Commanders tonight. If I asked you and you were starting a franchise, who would you rather have at quarterback to lead the way? Justin Fields or Sam Howell? What's your response? Ooh. Not sure I'd go with either one. Um, <laughs> you know, 
That wasn't an option, Mike. We're 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 in the trust tree here. Hey, like, you know, Sam Howell. You know, one stat that's really interesting, guys, is sacks. They travel. You know, people say that's a sticky stat, and uh, he got sacked a lot in college. Been sacked a lot in the NFL, and just given where the game's going, it's hard for that to be sustainable. And look, you know, relative to Justin Fields, I've been out in front of this for quite a while that, you know, I would have kept the pick. I would have taken Bryce Young. I like Justin Fields. Um, this is a consequential year for him. And he played exceptionally well last week, in fairness. But that has to be a lot more consistent. What's the biggest thing that you're watching tonight between these two teams? <clears throat> you know, Washington has a great front. Chicago's going to have to score because Chicago's really struggled on defense. I think they're, what, up to 14 games now where they've given up 25 or more points. So can can Chicago block their front? Because, Ian, they're going to have to score points to win this game. Mike Tannebaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, joining us here on Amber and Ian. Jonathan Taylor, he is back, Mike. He's back with the Indianapolis Colts. It seems like they've put the drama behind them for now, although he doesn't have a new contract and he never had any success finding a trade partner, it appears, but he's going to play. He's back practicing for the Colts. Is it possible that the Colts can win the AFC South? Sure. You know, Anthony Richardson's got off to a good start. Obviously, got hurt, <clears throat> Amber. But um, defensively, I think they played better than a lot of us thought they would have. And, you know, I don't see anybody necessarily running away with it. So, absolutely, if Anthony Richardson continues to play well and Jonathan Taylor, you know, gets back, absolutely, they, they certainly have a chance. Were you working out? I was uh, matriculating the stairs at Bristol University. <laughs> 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 I love it. You're always doing something, man, and and, and you you make me jealous at times. You 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 push me, especially when at the NFL draft when we have too many chicken wings. You're like, Ian, you're getting a little fat there, buddy. Go 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 walk. Go do something. Get get moving a little. Go hit bit. those stairs. Right, go, at, hey, at go hit the campus. stairs right there at Bristol. Hey, when when it comes to JT, a lot of people are talking about Jonathan Taylor going. Well, he looked all happy to be back, and he said all the right things. It would have been news to me if he didn't say all the right things. So when you watched him today and heard him talking about, like, I'm not here for my guys and blah, 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 and I'm healthy and let's get to work, what was your reaction? Yeah, he's a pro. I totally agree. And he was, you know, said all the right things as you would expect from a guy like Jonathan Taylor. I think what's interesting is let's see how the next, you know, month unfolds. The league didn't move back um, the trade deadline. That could be consequential in this case. And, Let's see how it plays out. But I think he's doing the right thing because if the three of us were running Team X and we needed a quarterback, it's a lot easier to trade for a player that you're seeing out there playing uh, in good spirits. So you know, when he's talking, I think he was saying what he said earnestly, but I also think he was talking to the 31 other teams. Week 5 of 18, the biggest matchup of the weekend. Looks like it's coming our way Sunday night, 8.20 p.m., between the Cowboys and the 49ers. What are you expecting to learn from this matchup? Well, I think this is the reason why Mike McCarthy fired Kellen Moore. I I don't think Dak Prescott's going to lose this game uh, the way he did a year ago in the playoffs. So I think this is going to be on the lower scoring side. I think Mike's going to take the air out of the ball and say, hey, you know what, San Francisco, if you're going to beat us, your offense is going to have to beat our defense. We're not going to, you know, turn the ball over, put uh, put you guys on a short field. Dallas is really good at tackling. San Francisco is great right after catch. I think it's going to be a really good game, and I think it's going to be low scoring. 
Mike, take, elaborate a little bit more on that because a lot of people are talking about how this game is all about Dak. I think it's more about the Cowboys' defense against Brock Purdy and the Niners' offense instead of Dak against that, that stout Niners' defense. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that the way he's going to call the game is exactly that. I think what he's saying is like, look, I believe in our defense, so we're going to make that guy on the other side of the field drive the ball the long, hard way to beat us. And we're not going to, you know, I think he felt at times last year they were, you know, unnecessarily aggressive, and we're not going to do that this year. <clears throat> and the strength of our team is Micah Parsons, and despite losing Trayvon Diggs, you know, this great defense. So I think it's going to be, I think a lot of their games this year, guys, is going to be start off slow offensively, see how the game's unfolding. We do have weapons. We can make plays, but we're, I, like, the thing I feel strongest about, I, I just don't think that Dak's going to have a turnover because I don't think, in this game in particular, they're going to put him in that position. Who's your MVP, Mike, a quarter of the way through the season? Ian Fitzsimmons. I mean, the guy does college <laughs> games. He's on the radio at night. He does pro games in inclement weather. I mean, if you got somebody better than that, Amber, I'd love to have that discussion. I like that nomination. Um, <laughs> he's so um, full of it. That tastes like vinegar on his palate right there, I promise you. <laughs> Checks in you know, the mail, Coach. You know, you could, I would say, you know, Parsons is in that conversation, but, you know, probably Josh Allen, you know, after that first game, which was a nightmare, he's probably been the best football player over the last three weeks. Josh Allen. Okay. I like that answer. Mike Tannenbaum joining us here on Amber and Ian. The tush push has become a big, big topic of conversation, Tannenbaum. The brotherly shove, some people call it, because really it's only working for one team, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, on his podcast, Jason Kelsey revealed that the NFL warned the Eagles about one of their players not lining up Right, lining up in the neutral zone before the tush push. So it seems like there's some warnings where the NFL maybe is kind of trying to crack down on this thing without really cracking down on this thing. What do you make about the controversy surrounding this play that really, again, seems to be only effective for one team in the NFL? So uh, here's what happened, and here's how it works. The league puts out a training tape every week, points of emphasis. On last week's training tape that they sent to the officiating department, they put down that the Eagles guards were um, lining up in the neutral zone, which is unusual, but the right call, you could actually have offensive offsides. They did call it because it was a point of emphasis, but they were warned about it. So um, I think it was Landon Dickerson uh, who they called it on, but that's, uh, that was on the NFL officiating training tape that went out last week. Yeah, and Kelsey said that was his hand, not Dickerson's hand, but Deron Payne, you know, D-tackle slash zero technique for Washington, his hand was underneath the football when Kelsey lifted it up. If, that, if that's not offsides, Mike T, I don't know what is. That's right. Kelsey, if you look at the videotape, Kelsey's right, but that's um, that actually happens a lot, guys. On that training tape, when that those points of emphasis are made, invariably, you know, the officials are human. They're going to call fouls, they think, the league wants them to call. And why aren't other teams – look, I know everyone doesn't have a quarterback who squats 600 pounds, but why can't other teams make that particular play as successful or even remotely as successful as the Eagles do? I think it's their guards are really good. And they, they you know, Kelsey 
great athlete. He can get low. But I, I don't think people understand how strong their offensive linemen are. So when you combine that with Jalen Hurts' lower body strength that you mentioned, Ian, it's a combination of all those things. It works just about every darn time that the Philadelphia Eagles try to run that play. In week four, three other teams tried. All three of them failed. And that was just week four alone in the NFL, not even to mention some of the college teams that are now trying the same sort of thing. Mike Tannenbaum, he is our ESPN NFL front office insider. Thanks, Mike. All right, guys. Thank you. Do you like the tush push better or do you like... The brotherly shove better because the brotherly shove very Philly centric, but it does feel like it's a Philadelphia Eagles thing. Everyone else is trying, ain't working. I just did a college game, Alabama at Mississippi State, and in the first quarter, Jalen Milrow, Alabama quarterback, who is every bit of six two, about two hundred thirty pounds. He's got muscles in his earlobes. He's in shotgun on fourth and about half a yard, and they get worked right. And you can see Nick Saban melting the microphone on his headset. Later in the second quarter, late in the second quarter, it's another, you know, fourth and about half a yard. You know where Jalen Milrow was? Not in shotgun, mm-hmm. under center. And they got it, but it was a, it wasn't st- quite the compact brotherly shove or the tush push, or as Notre Dame fans would say, the bush push, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, I, I still, it's amazing to me, Amber, how other teams can't, replicate what these guys are doing. And I thought Tannenbaum right there at the end gave us a great reason why it's Landon Dickerson was an all American center at Alabama. uh, transferring over from Florida state. And even after the ACL surgery, that dude is country strong. I mean, you look at at Jason Kelsey at the age of 88 is still getting it done as an all pro center. I mean, their interior offensive line, they, they, they can move damn mountains, especially when you have a quarterback, again, that squats literally 600 pounds. That's the key. Pounds. That's so the key. That's the difference. You got those difference. two guards and that center and that dude, and you get everybody working and, and to cave in a space that's about a quarter of a yard wide. It's How do you defend it? I've How? Seen a, I've seen a lot of linemen. I mean, Jason Kelsey's excellent, but I've seen a lot of linemen that are big, right? I mean, they're all across the NFL. If it was just that, this would work for other NFL teams. It, to me, it's the Jalen Hurts factor. Those legs, I don't, I don't how disagree. much he squats, the athleticism. Yeah. I think it's just the perfect combination of, yes, he's got excellence in front of him. We know that's one of the very best lines, if not the best line in the NFL, fine. And the strength on that line, those guys are dogs. But also... It's Jalen Hurts. It's what he can do behind those guys clearing the path forward for him. It's ridiculous. And then pushing him. I mean, it's just much easier to push a dude who can push himself to that degree across the line. Don't be surprised if after this season, the NFL Rules Committee says no more. Because right. it's, it's almost indefensible on fourth and less than a yard. It is. And they keep doing it over and over. I almost feel like if I'm the Eagle, I mean, I guess why not, right? I guess just run oh, it as much yeah. as you can because do it while you can do it because it always works. But I almost wonder if them doing it as often and successfully as they do it is going to harm them ultimately, where otherwise the NFL would let it slide and, and they wouldn't try to change this. James? Do I get credit 
if this becomes this this plane becomes illegal. I'm yeah, a little this. bit. You yeah. have been you have been I screaming from the mountaintops yeah. for a while now that this thing should become illegal. My problem with making it illegal. What what are you ruling out? What what is illegal well, so that, about it? Well, but well, you Everything. could you could come up with something, right? But the problem with it with making this illegal is you really are just punishing one team. Like what everybody has the opportunity to do it. It's just there's only one team that's Amber, good at I'm, it. I'm with you. I would not outlaw it. I would not make it illegal because everything they're doing right now is legal. But again, we saw where you used to be able to knock the snot out of a quarterback. Uh, above the shoulder pads, below the knee, and now guys rushing a quarterback have a, a target radius of about, I don't know, 12 inches where you can hit a guy. So right. if, if well, the NFL wants to rule something out, they can. And their reason is... Because they said so. Well, and because safety, right? They they changed those rules because of safety. There's nothing. If safety they end up here. changing this, well, they'll say it is. They'll say that they're protecting the quarterback. That there's a safety risk. What? I tell you what, if the they don't behind change a thousand pounds of flesh, if they don't change this rule, <laughs> what's going to end up happening? is you're going to end up seeing quarterbacks come up where the recruiting is actually going to be how much can you squat. Like, that's now going to have to be part of the next generation of quarterbacks. You're going to have to be able to run. Hand you're going to have to be able to throw. Window, right? And, right. and you're going to have to be able to squat 6,000 pounds. Coming up next, has the NFL overdone it on the Taylor Swift coverage? We will get into T-Swift. ESPN Radio is also oh. on the ESPN app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You recognize that music. Everybody recognizes that music. Don't shake your head at me, Ian. You I know don't. this. You don't, don't know this is Taylor Swift? Uh, sorry. My daughters, yeah. Well, your daughters know what's up. Uh, so does everybody else. Because Taylor Swift's Eras Tour concert film surpasses 100 million in ticket sales. Taylor Swift is a very, very rich woman. And now no, no. just a film of that's her concert. You, that's where you're wrong. She's not rich. She's wealthy. And there is a damn uh, difference. True. You know what? That is very, very true. She is, she is seriously wealthy and continues to get wealthier. And now she gets all the attention from the NFL as well. So is it too much? Her own boyfriend, alleged boyfriend, may even think so. We're going to get to that in a moment. But first, let's get to something far more important, which is Ian Fitzsimmons' betting advice. Come on, Bet till your hands bleed. 
16 and 10 on the year against the number. We've got uh, two plays in one college game for you. Give me the Georgia Bulldogs laying the 14 points. Buy it down. It's 14 and a half right now. If you wait, you might not have to buy it, but get them at 14. And then the under in Georgia, Kentucky at 48. Kentucky is a very physical football team and they will knock the snot out of you. And I think Georgia going on the road for the first time and being tested by Auburn, you're going to start to see the best of a Georgia Bulldogs. I'll lay the 14 and give me the under. Again, 16 and 10 on the year. Bet to your hands bleed. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. So the Kelsey brothers, they've got a podcast. It does very well because uh, those guys just continue to get it's more hilarious. popular. So, and also it's great. Yeah. And they're great and they've got great personalities. It's called the New Heights Podcast. And on the New Heights Podcast, Jason Kelsey asked Travis Kelsey about all the attention that Taylor Swift is getting from the NFL. Take a listen. Is the NFL overdoing it? What is your honest opinion? Not I think, take away. I think everybody's away just like overwhelmed your feelings with for Taylor. What is your honest opinion <laughs> on how the NFL is treating uh, celebrities at games? I think it's fun when they show uh, who all is at the game. You know, I think uh, I think it brings a little bit more to the atmosphere, brings a little bit more to to what you're watching. Um, but at the same time, I think uh, they're overdoing it. They're they're overdoing it a little bit. For sure, especially my situation. Right. I think they're they're just trying to have fun with it. And um a lot Here's of uh, a lot of the people watching, go ahead, let's hear it. I just think the NFL is not used to celebrities coming to the games. Like basketball has to figure it out. They're all courtside, they're sitting there, they show them once or twice, and then and then they but they get back to the game. The NFL is like, Oh, look at all these A-list celebrities in the game. Keep showing them, show them, show them, show them. Dude, listen, you show them once, let them know they're there. Maybe after a touchdown, you get a little clip, but it you can't you can't be overboard with it. Yeah. People are there to watch the game, right? Are they? <laughs> I think that there's a lot of people that are watching the broadcast now to watch Taylor Swift and to see the sightings of not just Taylor Swift. And in fairness to the NFL, because in my opinion, they're overdoing it, but I'm also tuning in to watch the game. I was tuning in before Taylor Swift. I don't care at all about the presence of Taylor Swift at this at these games, right? It makes no difference to me. It makes no difference to my affection for football, but the NFL's already got me. So I, they're not receiving a benefit from, from me with Taylor Swift. They're receiving a benefit from everybody else who's tuning in simply because of her presence. But in fairness to the NFL, Ian, it wasn't just Taylor Swift for that Kansas City Chiefs Jets game where I think the broadcast showed her something like 17 times. You told me 19 was, on Monday. 19. Wow. I, that, that number stuck to me. Yeah, 19 okay, 19. That might times. be true. I don't have it in front of me. That's wild. So They showed Peyton Manning at, when Eli Manning won his first Super Bowl. You know how many times they showed Peyton, the older brother? Like twice. Twice. But that's also because they couldn't find him. And so this is part of what's happening for the NFL. He was in this scenario, <laughs> they know exactly where she is, right? And yeah. she's in a suite. They know exactly where she is. And then also, in fairness to the NFL, it wasn't just Taylor Swift at that Jets game. It was Blake Lively. It was Ryan Reynolds. It was Hugh Jackman, right? I mean, it was a, it was a who's who in Hollywood at that game. Yeah, the woman who All survives shock attacks in Deadpool and Wolverine. I get it. But here's – look – the NFL was already the most watched game in North America. Hands down, by far, bar none. On Monday and Tuesday of every work week, our priorities are NFL, 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 college football, 
and maybe NFL again, right? I mean, it's it is the biggest, baddest beast on in, in in the wilderness. Now, because of this, I saw my my daughters showed me this yesterday. That viewership of thirteen to like twenty five year old women, girls, and then women have skyrocketed like four hundred million times higher watching at least the Kansas City Chiefs games. So are they appealing to a new audience? Absolutely. Are they are they overdoing it? I'm with Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey and you and anybody else. Yes, absolutely they are. But you have this marketing tool. I get you. Why not use it? The NFL is king, but also it can always get bigger. That's the reality of it. I mean, 27 million people watched that game between the Chiefs and the Jets. There's 332 million people that live in this country alone. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 